I feel like I just like having a team, which like Kyle and I have now done two projects together and like we can bounce off of each other and like he's good at certain things that I'm not necessarily good at and I'm good at things that he's not necessarily good at. So we kind of balance each other out. But I would really say like people who are good at things that you aren't great at is fabulous to have around you. Welcome back to Nothing Shines Like Dirt, episode 24. I'm Leslie Shannon. And I'm Elise Sievert. Today, all the way from LA, we are talking to writer-director Katie McKay. We talk about the collaborative writing process on her short, The Firefly Girls, coming out soon, shadow directing on the TV show, Supernatural, and lighting a glass house. house. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like I'm like, 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 like yeah. cool. So, um, no, good everything sounds good. Stuff. Well, Katie, do you cool. want to talk to us about Firefly and like how the concept came and like, yeah. was it was it concept first or was it like I want to write a short kind of thing? Um. Well, first, I want to write a short <laughs> um, <laughs> because, I mean, I, I had been doing them pretty steadily, like one or two a year during school. And then I'd been out of school and hadn't made anything for a while. And I kind of was like, OK, it's time to make something. So I wanted a short that I loved and could send around. And so that was my first thing. And then I always write from concept. So um, it changed a lot, though. Originally, it was like a light hearted fairy tale. It was very Edward Scissorhands where, you know, the woman shows up to like sell makeup in the beginning to, to like the big yeah. huge house and all of that. So it was very much like that. We, we even scouted if you ever need a shooting location in LA, <laughs> that looks like kind of ominous. I can tell you where to go. We did a full <laughs> scouting day where we literally drove all the way from like long beach area, all the way up to like Agora Hills looking wow. at houses that we, we could use. Yeah. And that was before we completely rewrote it and no longer needed that type of, a house um but yeah so did it was you very know like what that. house it like were you just looking for a house and then you were going to find out if you could use it or no, these were, were houses okay. that we've been pre-approved approved okay. to use okay so we had one that was like amazing they'd actually used it in other films that was like a castle mm. and it was really cool and That's i wanted cool. to use it but then we changed the story so <laughs> yeah that was kind of the beginning and everyone liked the script and they were just like it's really cute and amazing but i'm not gonna like remember it necessarily so that was when they were like you need to ground it in something that's a little bit more real um or at least speaks to you kind of mm -hmm. so then we started figuring out okay where are we wanting to go with it um and my aunt actually passed away um, really quickly and it was kind of the first time that I'd like I mean people have passed away around me but it was like the first time that I'd kind of been hit by like how fast it happened because I had seen her she came to LA Easter that previous year and like we had been planning for like the next year and then she was gone by that next Easter um, so it was like really and she was totally healthy that first one and then got diagnosed with um, lymphoma and was gone um, so that was like really weird to me because mm -hmm. she doesn't live in LA she lives in Toronto actually so like and I didn't see her when she was sick so all of a sudden like she had been healthy and then all of a sudden like I'm at a funeral or a memorial so that kind of started getting infused into the story um and so we went through all different um ideas for gracie which is the young girl um and how that would connect it 
Um, she was a ghost for a while. She was an angel. She was like someone, uh, like she was kind of like an image of his daughter. We went through lots of things. I don't know if you want me to give away the end. I mean, I mean, it's totally up to you. Yeah, I mean, I guess by the time this, this goes up, it'll be online. So, so I won't watch give the away. episode and then yes. then you watch her film and then yes. listen to the episode. So I won't, I won't <laughs> spoil, spoil that. But we, yeah. So what we landed on once we kind of landed there, then it was perfect and we went from there but for a while i have drafts of her being all different sorts of things i know um we were yeah i mean uh, i was talking about this with um we're producing a feature film right now and just how writing is rewriting and it's mm-hmm. like constantly constantly re readdressing and and it, it it hurts because you've like spent so much time mm-hmm. and you're like oh my god how can we yeah. get rid of this like we've spent so much time like crafting this mm-hmm. thing and then you have to let it go at some point and yeah to find the story and like to find what is really going to speak to an audience and yeah it was definitely a change I mean the um, the Will, the man character, basically stayed the same once we'd set on him. And it was really just changing around where we were landing with Gracie. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, a lot of rewriting. <laughs> a lot. <laughs> and how did you cast Gracie and Will? How How was that process? Um, crazy, actually. Um, we, um, Savannah Page Ray plays Sydney on Parenthood. Um, I don't know if you've watched that. Yeah, so... Um, That's why I asked. It was a leading question. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, so she, um, I was, I had never seen it until like when we were writing. I was binge watching it because it was on Netflix, and it was just nearing the end of when it was going to air. And I was around people that were watching it, and I didn't want to get spoiled, so I was binge watching it really quickly. Um, and I kind of was always, anytime I was trying to pitch the story, I was like, just think Sydney on Parenthood because originally actually the role was um was about six years old and we read a girl who was about six years old and we were like okay we need someone that's older that was when originally so when we did that first fairy tale she was very young and like a girl that yeah it was just hard to kind of get the depth of like them understanding the situation um so we aged her up and that was when we were looking at savannah in like a total like pipe dream like if we like just picture her but like I mean we're not gonna get her and then we kind of realized oh the show's over so she might be available um so we hired um Whitney our casting director and we're like I gave her the longest list of children I did so much research of people um like literally I can tell you basically name and age category and I can give you a list um so we read how did you do that research because sometimes it's like so were you just watching stuff and like oh I like them or were you looking Um, at clips mainly IMDb like living on it because you can search like actors born in this like like year oh so it's amazing I've done it for all my films so you can go through so we read a lot of people who had maybe had bit parts here and there because I wanted them to kind of have a bit of experience if possible not necessarily to the like level of Savannah but we read a lot of people who at least had done stuff um and we we did full we did days of auditions we read a lot of kids um because until savannah was locked i didn't want to like not so we read so many people um meanwhile whitney had reached out to savannah's people um and i didn't actually know there was a day we showed up for casting and literally in the morning she's like i have a surprise for you i'm like what she's like savannah's coming in to read today 
and I was like, I, she, I was like, just give her the role. She doesn't need to come in. And she actually came in and auditioned, which was crazy. Um, so that was fun. That was like a That's what a really is going fun. on moment. Um, but yeah, so we, so that was very much more kind of going through and me giving specific people to her and her making a lot of calls. I think she brought in some people that weren't necessarily on my list, but most of the people were on, on a list. list. Have you worked with a casting director before in your shorts or was this a... Um, this was the first time that I had really worked with casting. Yeah. And she also did 25-ish. Oh, cool. Um, so yeah. But this was the first time that I'd really done like casting to that. Like, here's a list. Please help. This is... Um, yeah. And then Will, um, we basically gave her full freedom to bring in whoever. Um, so that was... So Mario was off of auditions and that he was like fantastic the moment he came in it's great so yeah great. so it was all different um yeah it's really cool yeah i've heard some really um mixed things about i have a friend we have a friend who's um doing a feature or her mm -hmm. second feature film and the casting process and how like interesting it can be um mm -hmm. because you can only put out especially if you're getting like certain name talent, you can only put out so many bit, you can only put out one bit at a yes. time. Yes, yeah. So it's a long process. Mm -hmm. The casting process it can, can be take really long. 25-ish was more along that kind of uh, offer wait, offer wait schedule. With Firefly, um, it was less so. It was more like, here's our offer, and it was a quick, like, I mean, she accepted it, so that helped. <laughs> but, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, so it was, it was, pretty straightforward once we had her but it was still until she showed up on set i was like do we have her oh, i would, mean i was like in shock that and we tell it like her. the picture's locked you're um, like yeah I, is this gonna happen as i didn't you know? tell anybody that we had her mm -hmm. literally i knew people who loved parenthood and knew that i wrote to that to her but i did not tell anybody that we had her until like all the paperwork was signed like a couple days before we started shooting because I'm like, if like for some reason you it never doesn't know. happen, yeah. I don't want yeah. to have to go back to everyone. Yeah. And say, Just kidding. We lost her and <laughs> yeah. explain it. Yeah. The kind of thing that film does to you. Yeah. You're like, you're like, nope, I'm going to hold on to this until the, oh, until I absolutely 100% know. Well, it's I mean, so true. I've also heard too, that even if you have them and they're committed until mm -hmm. like you're shooting you, a lot of times you have to you have to get confirmation from them and from their team that you're allowed to announce that they're in it anyways yeah. so as far as publicity goes you have to have there's a lot of approval that has to happen before you can even actually announce yeah there's all different like contracts and all of that we had much more complicated for a 25-ish in terms of everyone's different contracts but yeah, Firefly was like an easy like step into mm -hmm. it and we just That's got nice. really lucky and then at least we knew kind of the process. Yeah. And yeah. then what about like the conception for 25ish? And there's three of you writers yeah, on it? Yeah, there's so I okay. wrote it um with Kyle Bound who co-wrote Firefly with me and then um Jacqueline Ryan. And so the three of us met. I wanted to do a web series cuz all of us want to be in tv um so it's kind of doing the episodic thing on a smaller scale because like shorts are great and in, in terms of like something to send out but in terms of me wanting to be in tv it was like a good kind of here's little episodes um so yeah so uh jackie had done um another web series so we knew she kind of kn knew that world um and she is like our head producer so 
which is something that Kyle and I are not fabulous at. at. (laughs) So we approached her and she was really interested and she agreed to also write with us. So, um, uh, yeah, so we all kind of split it up. Now it's kind of like all of us have written all of them, but originally we each went into two episodes and wrote them and then we did passes where everyone kind of took like, on all of and them. edited and yeah yeah so now kind of like thing. we don't even remember who wrote what <laughs> well that's good yeah. almost i feel like because then if if your mm-hmm. voices can be cohesive enough to where you can't tell the difference between one to the other i feel like that's ultimately what you want anyways yeah it definitely was a good kind of mold of everything just kind of together um yeah someone asked us recently like who wrote this and i can remember specific lines that i came up with but in terms of on a grander scale everything now is one well a lot of times story comes from talking and like discovering things together and having a conversation Mm -hmm. and then you put that into the story yeah you know sure so yeah there's a lot of that (laughs) and what is 25 ish what is that like what is it about um, I mean, I guess it's about 25-year-olds. Yeah, but. I mean, it's, <laughs> but, at least it's a title that you can kind yeah, of, like, guess. Yeah, um, yeah it's, it's about um, a group of high school friends who grew up from, like, when they were really young, and they parted ways after high school. So they meet up at a, like, one of them owns a cabin, and they meet up for a weekend when they're all approaching 25. So it's kind of them weighing their lives and decisions. <laughs> And like comparing themselves to one another. To each other. <laughs> Wonderful. Because yeah. we never do that, ever. No. We never compare It's very to much the like social media comparison world of so, like, yeah. So does the whole season take place at this cabin? Yeah. yeah. So all the cool. episodes are literally them arriving and then them leaving. Okay. Yes. Cool. So that it's, sounds really it's cool. still that kind of mindset that I have of like containing it to. Mm-hmm. We did do some of them going out. It wasn't all in one house but um yeah it was it's a good thing as far as budget wise yes that helps it- a lot <laughs> yes <laughs> keeping and, it in yeah, one place and, and also like being able to do more like less days and shoot more footage so we did seven days um with a weekend in the middle but yeah so it was easier to kind of have everything and stay mm-hmm. within and so did that idea come from experiencing 25-ish? A little bit. <laughs> yeah, I turned 25 in October. So we shot in December. Um, yeah, yeah, definitely. Like, okay, what is Drawing my life? from experiences. <laughs> well, it, it, there is this like weird thing, especially I, I feel like the gap between our parents' generation and our generation mm-hmm. and, and like how at that age, like a lot of our parents had like multiple yes, children okay. and were married and mm-hmm. had like were already set in whatever their like quote unquote career totally. was and so um the expectations nowadays are just so different because it's just not the same anymore you can't just yeah. be any joe schmo and go and get like this like ideal job i mean and what we do is complete exception to that because right. like, it's not like you can do that anyways yeah. but even if you had a career mm-hmm. that you like studied for and went for it's it's not the same process of just mm-hmm. going and like oh i'm gonna apply for some jobs and then i will get a job and then yes. i will have a job it's like it's it's very different now yeah it's it's so different and we also live in a world of like seeing what everyone else is up to at every moment of the day um so it was very much like me seeing constant like wedding announcements and like baby (laughs) announcements and you know and you get to that point where you're like oh my god when is there like a day that someone doesn't get engaged you know like it's literally yeah 
Is somebody was saying it's really interesting because people are more, I mean, we're just more aware of what other people are mm-hmm. doing because of Facebook and Instagram and stuff, but that it actually distracts you from thinking about your own life and like yeah. taking your own life in your own hands because you're just thinking about, mm-hmm. instead of thinking about, oh, what do I want from life? You're like, well, I want what these people have, but right. is it really is what it you really, want? Yeah. Yeah. We kind of explore that where it's like everyone has this perception of what each other's lives are and then it's like very clear that it's not and like everyone wants a piece of what the other one has you know it's that kind of like grass is greener yeah like the one who gets married and has kids earlier versus the one who's like not necessarily where she wants to be career-wise but she didn't get married and have kids so now did she make a mistake like that kind of Mm -hmm. it explores Mm -hmm. a lot of that type of a thing yeah well it is it's like navigating life in general is very complicated and Mm -hmm. there's no like one correct answer but with the whole social media thing to you you only see that portion or that section of someone's life you don't see like I mean, unless you have that person who posts every single one of their emotions, which we yes, all know those which people. We definitely love those people. <laughs> <laughs> For sure. <laughs> so, with writing and directing, is there one that you enjoy more? Is it something like, like in your future mm-hmm. for your career, you want to be doing both simultaneously? Do you want to direct things you don't write? Do you want to write things you don't direct? <laughs> you know, um, that kind of thing. I am still open, mm-hmm. but um, I'm definitely, I was always very much on the directing, directing, directing path. And now I, I am more like doing both on my own things. I mean, ultimately, I would love to be like a showrunner and run mm-hmm. my own show and direct on my own show. Um, that would be like the ultimate goal. But I mean, it'll be like way down the line, although things are changing. So you never know. But like, what is the process even like to do something like that? Um, well, I'm hoping to jump onto a show um, in the writer's office. So like as showrunner assistant, EP assistant, writer's assistant, something like that. Um, and then you kind of at least it's like you kind of start going up through the ranks in that way. Um, so I would probably go through like the writer's room world and then hope to at some point eventually have my own show. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, I just I had no idea. I'm like, what is the process even yes. like of making that happen? I think yes. too in LA, there's more writer, actor, you know, like yeah. I feel like my friends out in LA know more about the writer's room kind of thing. And in New York, yeah. especially because TV is it's really new out here besides the procedural stuff. Like yeah. we don't have the sitcomy stuff. We don't have, you know. Yeah, it's very normal in LA, I yeah. would say. Yeah. Like I know a ton of people who do that kind mm-hmm. of a thing. Um, mm-hmm. And they're all over a lot mm-hmm. of writer's rooms. So yeah, it's it's <laughs> like, it's normal. But I could see if you're not in LA that it would be different. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, because it seems very separate here. Like, it does. I, I feel really very does. disconnected yeah. to that world. And that's why it's yeah. so important, I think, to talk to people who are connected in it so you can get a grasp and understanding mm-hmm. of what it's like on the other side of the table. I mean, we yeah. both write, but it's not like... It's not like we're just going to be like, hmm, I'm going to go see my friend who's in this writing room. Yeah. I mean, I'm sure we probably know somebody connected to it, but like I couldn't tell you. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, I love the like community aspect of it and having a room of people. I mean, both of these were written with other people and I have written stuff on my own, but I do love being connected to people and bouncing things off. Mm -hmm. And it's fun. I love that atmosphere. It's really fun. So that would be my hope when series pickups happen that that would be my next thing yeah so ideally it you would want to do um like what genre of television drama i mean 
Parenthood is like the perfect example. Or like this, this is Friday us. Lights, is this another. is us is literally my jam right now. Yeah, <laughs> it's like yeah. you can't watch a single episode without like ugly crying. Yeah, at I, least that's me. I just wrote a spec, or I'm working on it. I just finished the outline um, for This Is Us because that's literally like exactly what I would want to do. Um, yeah. I love kind of like teenage drama. I love relationship based drama mm-hmm. not like dramatic dramatic but kind of that like you know the comedic elements of life mixed with the dramatic elements well of although life. yeah all those shows the relationships are so strong and yes. that's what you think about you know you think about the marriages and the, mm-hmm. the siblings and the you know that kind yeah. of thing yeah yeah so good <laughs> <laughs> yeah. no they are i i know what you mean um it's it's like it's dramedy but it's yes. like but it's like heavy on the drama yes that's exactly that's what i want to do so Awesome. But, so what do you, sorry, go ahead. I was just going to say it's funny because of the situation because I think it's very relatable to people in mm-hmm. their lives. You know, like that's where yeah. the, the humor kind of comes from in those shows is, oh, yeah. I've I've had that conversation with my husband a few times. Yeah. <laughs> you know? And I think they probably do write a lot from experience. <laughs> yeah. So like this happened, so I'm going to yeah. put it in. Yeah. yeah. Well, I mean, that's what makes it real. That's mm-hmm. what makes it relatable is the fact that it's something that you actually go through. Yeah, there's so yeah. many times that I watch those shows and I'm like, yep, had that conversation yep. three days ago. <laughs> yeah. yeah, it's so true. <laughs> um, so you did really, you went to a lot of festivals with Firefly. Tell, how was that process like picking where to go and what to do? And did you um, have, because everyone's kind of uniquely different and figuring yes. that whole yeah out um we got lucky in terms of timing and everything um I did a lot of research I know lots about film festivals um yeah and I have like a whole like grid yeah oh definitely yeah well now we're starting to look for 25 ish because there's that whole world and I'm like okay we're gonna pull out the The web series um but yeah in terms of like filmmaker magazine has really awesome lists every year that are like the 50 worth going to so I read those for basically like every year for the past few years um and then cross-referenced other things that I'd read um and then yeah I don't know I just kind of like learned about them over the years and then tracking the early submissions Mm -hmm. versus kind of where they are all date-wise um but yeah it's a long road it's like a year of hearing yeah yeah I'm like I'm still and then you forget and then you get and then you get something and you're like oh my god I forgot (laughs) and like sometimes you get acceptances way ahead of when you're expecting to Mm. you don't generally get rejections way ahead but you can get an acceptance like months ahead um which is always like oh wow okay (laughs) yeah quite a surprise in terms of it's a good surprise it's a great surprise but yeah (laughs) I have all the dates in my planner generally of like when you're gonna hear and Mm -hmm. then it's always fun to what about like exactly. presenting your project for like people just starting out? Like, like were there things you did to with on without a box or um, film freeway to present your project, or things you mm-hmm. did online, or like to kind of get the word out about it? Because that's kind of a yeah. difficult thing too, because you want to get the word out about the project, but yes. you can't put it up publicly. Right. You know, it's kind of a yeah. Um, we hired a publicist for our first. We premiered at Sonoma, and we hired a publicist for that to get some sort of image out there. Um, but besides that, um, for the rest of the festivals, it was kind of like word of mouth. Mm-hmm. I mean, I'm hoping once we put it up publicly that we can get more eyes on mm-hmm. it. Um, but yeah, it was. 
really just like that first one and then and then from hoping there for the best after that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah so for um all the festivals because i know there's so many and with every one you you go into there's usually like a fee and mm. all that kind of stuff like did you do fundraising for um for the festivals like how did you go about that process i mean we just kind of agreed to like let that money go <laughs> well that's we what did I mean. like, major what? fundraising for 25 ish and we're still doing fundraising um on indiegogo yeah tell, yes. them, tell, tell people uh, where they can support yeah you. indiegogo we have a, a couple more weeks i believe um of fundraising for that so that's been really fun but um and we have great perks so I mean, and your cast is like, really great yeah. too. Like some people might be yeah, fans. Yeah, with of- that one we have like Pretty Little Liars fans, so we have stuff up there. Um, Stitchers fans. Um, Caitlin's coming up on Famous in Love, so that'll premiere April eighteenth, and then Yay. that'll be kind of an exciting thing. So yeah, it's um, they're all different. For Firefly, we just like let the money go, but for twenty five ish, it's been a. Um, Kind of, it's it's a bigger scale thing too, so it's more like really pushing for that one. <laughs> no, yeah, well, that's. I mean, I just wonder because that's one of the thing. Like, it's not like any as of of us filmmakers, unless you are just blessed in some way. Um, mm-hmm. you just have massive amounts of endless funds to mm-hmm. pay for things, and so I just wondered what your experience yeah. with the process with was. Well, this and- will be the first one for twenty five ish that we take out to actually get sold because with shorts, there's no real market for mm-hmm. that. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, there is, but not like not, a huge yeah. one. Yeah. Um. So this is the first one that we're like starting to come up with meetings and like distribution and all of that and that's new to me so that'll be interesting we may have to ask you questions again then once you yeah, have experienced <laughs> the distribution process because yeah. i think that's the thing with with um filmmaking that's so film and television it's it's so complicated and there are so mm-hmm. many steps to it uh, especially nowadays it's kind of amazing that we have so much of uh control over the process in comparison right. to the way I think that it used to be but it's also at the same time quite overwhelming because there's so yeah, many it's things like, to learn it's this like false idea of it's really easy like it is and it's not it's like <laughs> I mean, it's one of those things where it's like it like you can totally practice on whatever and that's way easier but in terms of kind of gathering the full like crew and quality that you might want is still like it's it's a big deal it's not like oh I'm gonna shoot something on Saturday and just pull it together on that scale unless like it's not as yeah critical in terms I of- mean do you feel like uh because I, I spent a month in LA last year but I haven't spent a lot of time mm-hmm. there do you feel like a lot of people there are making their own stuff like that's kind of the way in is kind of making your shorts making your web series to kind yeah. of present your work and yeah yeah I feel like there are I don't know I mean I, w- I would assume so yeah 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 I mean I hang out mainly with like actors and writers at the mm-hmm. moment so do you feel like yeah. every other weekend they're like can you come help crew <laughs> <laughs> um, I mean I feel like it's generally more on my end so <laughs> can um, you please hold the boom <laughs> yeah please figure this out um yeah I mean it's definitely much more of that world and you're kind mm-hmm. of like you have access to so much which is really nice um 
Yeah, I mean, it's a great time to be able to generate stuff, but it is still definitely like a longer. I mean, I go- mean maybe I'm just like really high maintenance and plan things like crazy, but I don't know. But yeah, so like, <laughs> I mean, we had a long, Firefly was a long pre-production. Um, yeah. And then, I mean, 25-ish was two for sure. Well, yeah, web series, I feel like they require a bit more because it's multiple it's like yeah. multiple shorts, kind of. We shot it like a feature, which, mm-hmm. I mean, we kind of had to mm-hmm. um, because we did like 46 pages in seven days, which to put it in relation, we did 12 pages in three days for Firefly. Wow. So yeah. like the comparison is quite strong. Um, yeah. So we we shot like a feature, which helped a lot in terms of our end. But for actors, that's tough because you're like going all over the page emotionally, especially with a story that like is very mm-hmm. emotional. Mm-hmm. Um but yeah, that's kind of the way we had to do it. So do you typically use, do you have like steadfast like DPs that you like to work with and, or do you switch through from project to project? Um, well, Ali Ricardo did um, 25-ish and Firefly and we've, so we're, we have like um, a shorthand now, which is mm-hmm. nice um, mm-hmm. and it helps a lot when you're trying to shoot fast Mm -hmm. and like she can kind of read my mind in a way like we're at least somewhat I feel like it would be harder to jump in on something like this with someone that I have never dealt with before Mm -hmm. I mean it's totally doable but it was nice to have someone that it's like okay yeah here we go we go into battle it really is like going into battle (laughs) (laughs) okay we got this a battle you enjoy yeah no it's so true yeah Mm -hmm. that's funny yeah what were like coming from like what advice would you have to people wanting to make a short versus a web series or each one or I don't know like was there anything you wish you knew when you started probably so many things (laughs) Um, anything that you can think of right now yeah um hey that's tough I mean it really if you can get a name anyone within it, it really helps to have that kind of built-in fan base of recognition that helps a lot um so i would definitely recommend that but in terms of i mean yeah i can't think of anything specific but believe me there's plenty of you learn <laughs> through the process i would say mm-hmm. for sure mm-hmm. um yeah yeah with um even with writing did you have any mentors or people to like read it and give advice and like what yeah yeah I mean I definitely have had um have had a lot of people I mean I I love feedback and I'm not someone to um get sensitive about my material Mm -hmm. I'm like just tell me what sucks and tell me (laughs) like just like all that's how you learn yeah yeah I like I would rather know now as opposed to dedicate so much time into it um, so yeah, I definitely, I mean, I, I got help from Peter Werner, who's a great director, um, John Badham, who's a great director, like amazing talent. Um, so that really helped to have people, um, helping me, but yeah. And then a lot of my friends who are super skilled and professors and whatnot, mm-hmm. um, but yeah, I mean, to even be able to like talk to Peter and John is amazing. And <laughs> <laughs> to just like have someone really break it down for me. Well, Especially- and it's brave too, right? When you're like starting out with yeah. this to be like, oh my God, here's like, I don't know if I suck or if it's right. good or if it's okay or, you know, yeah. and it, it's, it's a really brave thing, I think, to have people in the industry like take yeah. a look. And we, I think... I think both sides need that, right? Mm-hmm. Like people enjoy helping people. Mm-hmm. And, you know, if you're starting out and trying to 
find your way, so to say. It's nice to have those. Yeah. Well, and it was two different, totally different formats of like how we went into it. Firefly was shot chronologically, which like never happened. Uh-uh. Um, <laughs> so that, like, that worked happens? out really well. That. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So if you watch it, we basically go like room to room and we mm-hmm. don't really retouch on like other mm-hmm. rooms that we've seen. Mm-hmm. So it allowed us to shoot in order, which um, really helped. For everybody. Sure, actors loved that. Yes. Yeah. So we yeah. went through, and I mean, our last day, which if you watch the film, was definitely like mm-hmm. our long day of like, mm-hmm. okay, we're all going to do this and it's going to be great. Mm-hmm. Um, and battling down into that. Um, but yeah, that was a different format in terms of like, I really sat down with like Peter and we went through and he kind of advised, um, like he'd worked with like, Abigail Breslin when she was really young doing kind of that crying stuff and I was like okay well I mean Savannah's amazing literally she can knock it out of the park in terms of crying and acting and everything so it was it definitely kept us on our toes in terms of really giving her the best stage for it and allowing for like what she needed Mm -hmm. um and then Mario as well like killed it mm-hmm. so um it was a lot of them feeding off of each other but it was a different format in terms of okay we're gonna do this 400 times as opposed to 25 ish which we shot very much the television format so like um i shadowed on supernatural ahead of that um when john Batten was directing um and that was much more of the format we did where it's like tv directing where it's like you get two takes maybe <laughs> and then you mm-hmm. move on um which yeah, was something i hadn't different. done before yeah. and it was yeah. really like like staging people so that you can get more two shots and getting like less of like firefly we got so much coverage which is amazing and we got to make so many changes in editing because we had so much coverage yeah um but yeah going into 25 ish was a totally different process in terms of like it how just quickly moves faster i mean it, it's crazy how fast it well moves. that's it why feels i feel like, like a blur you're like oh you got everything you need like as yeah. an actor you're like okay Okay. Yeah, I can't even imagine as an actor. Yeah, I've, I haven't done that. So. Yeah. yeah, I've had TV show stuff that I've done. I mean, it's just like small budget, like non-union stuff. But like you do it and you take like one take and they're like, yeah, yeah I think we got we it. got it. Moving like, on. Yeah. Are like, you okay. sure you don't want like one more option? They're like, no, yeah. we're good. Yeah. Like, oh, okay. And All I'm right. like, but I don't know if I did good. I Like, I feel like I want one more. Yeah. Can I yeah. have one more? <laughs> Especially when they have two cameras too because they're, that, they're catching yes. everything and they're catching Catching both sides and it's great, but at the same time you're like, woo, that just mm-hmm. yeah, two you know. cameras would have really helped. We had one mm-hmm. and still trying to keep up that pace, which was tough. Yeah, that's um, but yeah, having two cameras, I hadn't really experienced it until on Supernatural, where I was like, Oh yeah, that's why it's really helpful to have two, two cameras. cameras. Yeah. <laughs> totally. Yeah. So how did you get into shadowing for Supernatural? Um, I my boss at the time represented John and John teaches at Chapman. Okay. So Are you a Chapman very, person? No. Oh, okay. But he's like a I know very, a lot of Chapman. I do too. Okay. I've met I'm a lot over we, the years. Okay. Yeah. But he's very into teaching. Like, that's really big for him. So he right away was like, sure. Um, and then you just kind of, it was a, ma- a matter of getting all the approvals that we needed. Um, but that helped so much in terms of, and he really went into it. Like, we met for lunch ahead of time. And he was like, how I want you to do this is to you to imagine that I dropped out as director and, like, you're taking over. Was, like, the prep that he wanted in terms of. And so, yeah, so he, he works off of, like, a lot of different apps and different programs that he shot lists with. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, yeah, so I went through and, like, I knew that script really, really well. 
and like prepped it with him um and then throughout the whole process i was like insanely sick when we were filming so i was like trying to stay alive but it was like amazing in terms of watching him like you really can't get a better like that's person to stand behind and explain everything like he would just explain everything to me i basically literally was his shadow like walked around behind him which (laughs) took me a while to like get used to being like i felt so like in the way for the first while because everything's so small and like every Uh, there's so many people Mm -hmm. but eventually you get comfortable with the fact that you're just like on top of everybody like i am in your personal space yeah i'm just gonna stand here (laughs) what a beautiful thing that you you found someone Mm -hmm. who is so willing to help because i mean I have experienced a lot working with certain directors who are definitely not like that mm-hmm. um, as an actor, um, but also, um, I, I mean, that's how you you pass on the trade, right? That's yeah. how you continue to keep people mm-hmm. in the business and making it happen is by teaching them. Yeah, and um, and it's so it's so amazing that you have the op- you had the opportunity to yeah, work with somebody. Yeah, it was unbelievable. That. It was like, and it was perfect timing too. It was literally like we rewatched the episode last night. Actually, I love that episode. Um, <laughs> but yeah, it's it it was just perfect timing to see how you would prep for something like that, and then how you execute it. And then I also went through post with them. Which was really fun. That would in be terms of a really great experience. Really too. seeing that side too. Yeah, yeah, because as a director, you have to be there for every phase. Yeah, we just like we picture lock the whole thing, like maybe five days ago. Um, so now they're in sound. So yeah, that's for twenty five ish. Twenty five ish. Yeah, that's awesome. Yeah, and are you, so you did say you're going to go through like the distribution kind of thing so it's not going to be up online right away no okay. we're shopping it so okay. I have no idea yeah, where when cool. you're going to see it cool. well <laughs> you'll okay. have to make sure to keep us updated so that we can share with yeah. all of our audience mm-hmm. where they can Definitely. check it out yeah. where they can see it I know um, I'm so excited for that to go out but yeah that's a different world to me I was very much in control of Firefly and knowing when it would be where and I don't I don't know I'll let you like, know yeah. <laughs> it's kind of nice though too because yeah. then you could focus on the creative aspects yeah, as a director. Yeah. What did you great. do to prepare as a director for 25-ish? I mean, you were so intimate with the script, mm-hmm. being a writer with it. Yeah, it was really like elements of my life dispersed over all of the characters. <laughs> and they're all different, but like yeah. they have elements. And there's all different scenes where it's like we had um, the opening scene of the film. There's a girl um, auditioning for a role in like a car with um, FaceTime and that was based off of that was new (laughs) that was my friend auditioned for 25-ish actually Um, she was in an Uber on the way to like a hotel and she auditioned with like people in the car like auditioned for the for it and we thought it was the funniest thing we've ever seen so we put it in and we told her and she was like so excited Um, but yeah so like things like that there's all different things kind of brought in yeah um but yeah, I mainly like prepped. We did uh, we did a rehearsal day with all the actors, um, and we kind of handpicked people who got it. Like they really understood where the character was coming from. Um, and then I did a lot of time with like shots and figuring out like the fastest ways to do things. Mm-hmm. And then we have a few of the more emotional scenes, which was more like talking it through with each of the actors on the day and figuring out kind of where we wanted to go with it. So mm-hmm. yeah, all different. how how is um like learning to talk to actors? Because you mm-hmm. did you ever take acting classes or anything? I or? did. Okay, I grew okay. up wanting to be an okay. actor, there and then go. really decided not to. Okay, so then you have um, you yeah. Have so I did a little language. bit of that, but not on the scale of like this. Yeah. Um, 
And then, I mean, we had some classes where it was kind of like, this is how to talk to an actor. And then it also came with those meetings with anyone that I've met with. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's different in terms of, I gave, for Firefly, we did a lot more like tweaks and whatnot and really trying things because you had the time to do it. On 25-ish, it's really like, I, here's what we're doing. Well, here's kind of where I'm coming from, where are you coming from? Let's figure out what we want. There's that saying like, 95% of directing is casting, right? Yes. Like, so yes. casting the right people. It's so true. And then, yeah. you know, that understand the characters and understand your vision. Mm-hmm. And yeah. So then you don't have to spend all of that time mm-hmm. with, yeah. with the extra work. I mean, it's tough because I love working with actors. Mm-hmm. Like, that's really something that I enjoy. Mm-hmm. So, like, not having all of the time to do it was, like, an adjustment in terms of... But, like, we have... I mean, you always have the time when people are setting up. Yeah. Like, lighting right. is, like, prime time uh, to yeah. talk to people. <laughs> always forever yeah so you do a lot of like hurry up and wait so like during the moment we wouldn't have as much time but as soon as like the moment passed and we would get next lighting set up then you have time to really talk to people and figure out kind of where everyone's at where everyone is yeah Yeah. so did you do more extensive um rehearsal with the web series as opposed to when you would shoot when you did your shorts um, probably really the same, actually. Okay. Yeah, both of them, we did We did one day for both. So it was like a few hours, I would say. Um, and all of that was purely directing on the emotional end. We did no blocking ahead of time. It was literally like us sitting and going through like line by line, intention behind the line, where we're at with it, mm-hmm. kind of figuring out um, anyone's questions and like different alternatives for like, how you could see it and then letting them mull it over for a week and then shooting it. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Um, So yeah, that was really no blocking, just talking through all of the And then you just did all of the blocking while, like you said, during the prime, like super long lighting time. (laughs) I mean, I pre-blocked Firefly a lot more because it was easier to do that in the way we shot it. Um, and then 25-ish, I shot listed to the same extent, but we did definitely did more of figuring out. On 25-ish, we also shot in almost an entirely glass house. <laughs> so um, wow, that also affected yeah. like lighting and like I couldn't really necessarily just put anyone wherever I wanted to put them. So it was a lot more of collaborating with Allie, our DP, um, about how to do that. Wow, because making sure you didn't yes. get reflection of the camera and everything. Yeah, she fought reflections and also like daylight and, <laughs> yeah, and all of that the whole constantly. time, yeah. which we didn't really have that issue on Firefly Oh, well then I guess that's one of the things that you can learn. Don't shoot in an all-glass yeah, we, place. <laughs> we, it's amazing. And we shot in Topanga Canyon, which like we were like at the top of the canyon. Um, so the view is unbelievable and unreal and the house is amazing but I mean you do take on the added um skill of figuring out obstacles like literally (laughs) basically any day that we started the day we were immediately on a time clock in terms of we're losing light Mm -hmm. so there are Mm -hmm. some scenes that we kind of just had to lose light but for the most part it was it was fighting light and fighting all of that um because, yeah, you don't really get away from the windows. <laughs> yeah. yeah. It's like you cannot slow down the the setting of the sun. No. Yeah. So that was a big – that was a key component to this one over Firefly where we really could shoot – like, I mean, we were on child's schedule because you, children oh, yeah. have certain the hours. hours. Yeah. Um, 
but besides that, we were able to do a lot more in terms of here, I want them on this side now, as opposed to, well, from 10 to 12, we got the light over here so we could have them on this side <laughs> and like changing things up where like they get a lot of fog and mist in the canyon and mm-hmm. things like that that all affect. And it was just kind of more like deciding things as we went in terms of lighting. Yeah. 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 Um. I wanted to go back. You said before you made your short, there was a little bit of period of time where you hadn't made something for yeah. a while. And <laughs> and we're, this this podcast is all about inspiring people to create yeah. their own work. So is there anything you have to say to anyone that's kind of in that space right now that kind of helped you initiate <laughs> your short film yeah. to like do it? <laughs> yeah, it's like intimidating before you do it. Yeah. It's one of those things when you get out of it where you're like, oh, it wasn't so bad. <laughs> but like during it, you're like, this is so overwhelming. Um, I feel like I just like having a team, which mm-hmm. like Kyle and I have now done two projects together and like we can bounce off of each other and like he's good at certain things that I'm not necessarily good at and I'm good at things that he's not necessarily good at. So we kind of balance each other out. But I would really say like people who are good at things that you aren't great at is fabulous to have that's around a you. Great, that's a, that's um, a wonderful yeah. suggestion. Like, yeah. yeah. Um, and people who are positive about like it's going to come together. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. I don't even. It's yeah, hard. Kind it's of, kind of a messy place, but but it's a nice thing to talk about because so yeah. many of us go on that roller coaster ride of yeah. ups and downs and you know part of I mean sometimes that's where some of the most creative stuff comes from is like yeah. kind of feeling that creative block and like moving mm-hmm. through it and then you can really find I mean I always write my stuff I mean whether I'm co-writing or fully writing it um so I kind of always have this like ramp up period of like when you're writing the script you can write whatever you mm-hmm. want but mm-hmm. I always kind of have that producer hat on mm-hmm. when I'm gonna be shooting it like I'm not gonna have no you're really smart about it yeah or like yeah crazy stuff yeah it's really smart um, so yeah so I always have this like time with it before we even like remotely think about shooting it um so I guess that helps like mm-hmm. you when you sit with it for that long you're like okay this is possible um mm-hmm. but yeah is there anything that any people or books or anything that you've used to inspire you in your work or is it just watching shows you, you know um, I have read probably every book that is like the <laughs> recommended books. Um, I reread so like the directing actors books always before I shoot. Oh, and like I, nice. mine are like yeah. highlighted to the extreme. Um, what are some of your what what are some of your favorites of those or um well John Badham has two books okay. that I really really love um Judith Weston I believe is, okay. yeah has the directing actors book and then she has a sequel to that um and then there's like so many like the shots on shots I mean the other challenge is I, like when you're shooting in one location like Firefly it was really making it different as opposed to like there's only so much you can yeah. do really so that there's a oh I should know this but there is a book that literally specializes in shooting like unique shots when it's just a conversation or like in a room so I did a lot of that where like Allie and I sat down and figured out 
how to make it look more interesting when it's just one location. There, you had that really great shot through the dollhouse to mm-hmm. see her face. It was really, really lovely. Yeah. 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 So it was yeah. a lot of finding that. Yeah. That's like my friend Megan's dollhouse. So yeah. I was like, we need something that like works yeah, but, for this. But the, it, was, yeah. it was really great. Yeah. Really so great. I, it really depends. But I go through and highlight like crazy and make notes and all of my scripts to get like, I'll read the book and then I'll write whatever I'm learning onto the script. Mm. So mine get completely like literally highlighted. At the <laughs> There's like pen marks everywhere. And then I have um, post-its for everything. That was something that I learned um, is when you post like do post-its because every time you have a new draft, you can just transfer the notes over. Oh, that's so that, super that was, like, smart. That was a big thing that I learned in terms of especially on 25-ish because we Very did smart. the full color wheel. So we did it like TV style where we had like yellow pages, <laughs> blue pages. So my script is all different pages. Uh, yeah. Different so colors. just to explain, because some of our listeners might not yeah. know, like every time a, a new draft comes yeah. out, they change the color. Yeah. So every time you have new pages, yeah. you they would be a different color. And it's like the pink draft, yellow draft, blue draft. Yeah. Um, if it's enough pages that have changed, then it just becomes like a full new, full new, full <laughs> new thing. But like normally you have like a rainbow and everything. <laughs> so yeah, so putting things on post-its as opposed yeah. to writing them on the script, which I do both because I mean, I would have no, 4 I like million that. post-its, but yeah, you, you transfer them over really easily. Yeah. Yeah. I like the post-it idea. I, even for acting. Yeah. Really yeah. Smart. All the time. Yeah. It helps. It definitely helps. But yeah, mm-hmm. my yeah. scripts look super messy because of how much stuff I put on them. Cool. Yeah. They're just weathered. They're yeah. Not messy. yeah. <laughs> they just I, mean, I, I like. I have coffee them. and <laughs> pen marks and all kinds. Yeah. Of- <laughs> oh yeah. And they're yeah. like bent in seven different directions and earmarked yeah. here and underlined here. Yeah. I the, the um last thing I wanted to ask you, since you did see a lot of actors, like, is there any advice you have for actors out there for auditioning? Like, anything? Yeah. yeah anything you were like. Why don't actors know this or, you know, because it's, <laughs> yeah, it's a, it's a different side of the table, you know? I mean, it, it looks so hard from the other side. <laughs> um, That's so sweet of you. Yeah. Yeah. Usually I, people are like, oh, it's just actors, you know? No, I mean, it looks so hard. I like, I want to spend time with people because I'm like, you've come all the way here. Like, that's really good to you know. know like, yeah, that's sweet. I'll never not read someone at least, like we'll read through the whole thing and I'll never not do at least like, if we were reading two scenes, I'll never at least have, I'll always have them do this, like one of them another time Mm -hmm. because otherwise it's like you're in for two minutes and like, you've come all this way. Like I want to work with you and see, um, I generally try and do like one little tweak and see how someone changes it. Even if it's not for that script is what I've learned from like reading a lot is like, so if you come in for say like a gangster role, I'll give them like, say it as if, you're like a New York housewife, which isn't necessarily some people like freak out at that. And they're like, but that's not the character. But it's purely to see like if you can adapt to it or like I'll give a specific note for a line of like say it like basically the complete opposite way just to see if it's like you're set in a line read or you can actually like work with me in terms of like developing it. And some of the people it's so impressive when I have an actor who like completely nails it Um yeah, we had um, Ben, who plays Griffin on 25-ish. He originally came in for a totally different role. 
Um, and we were like, oh, my gosh, we love you. Can you read for Griffin? And he had not seen the script. And he went out. We gave him the pages. He went out for like 20 minutes and came back in with a totally different role and like nailed it. Um, so we cast him as Griffin. But yeah, just being able to like adapt is really key. Because if you just give me like the same thing again and again, mm-hmm. it's like, OK, that's all we're going to like if we're on set and we're going really fast, we're not going to be able to really delve in. Mm-hmm. Um, I would say that's key. Also having questions. I always ask if people have questions and like, like actual questions. Yeah. Like, yeah. Yeah. It's yeah. always different. Like that was a big thing um, that set Savannah apart. I mean, when you're auditioning kids, like they're kids, like I totally understand. But that was one where we asked if she had any questions and I always try and remember what she asked, but she asked like an amazing, like knock it out of the ballpark question. And it really made Kyle and I think we have to like think things through. And like, we went back to the script of like, okay, so now that we have her and she's going to be able to like ask these questions, we need to really like pick it up. And we did make the script like a lot kind of deeper once we knew that we had her and she could handle it what a great collaboration collaboration yeah between like, actor writers you yeah know, like, and she's like she was 11 at the time <laughs> and you're like oh you're like you're like i need to get my life together <laughs> yeah like she had actual like real questions that challenged what we had written and like in a good way you know like why if she had an issue with a line, it was always like, why would she be saying, like, what is the intention behind this? Like, what is she trying to get from him by saying this? Um, yeah, any of that. And I'm always open to changing a line if, like, you have a reason. If it's not just, oh, I don't like this line. You know, like, if there's an actual reason that you're feeling, like, not connected to it. Mm-hmm. Um, I so, think yeah, most yeah. writers feel that way. I know there are some that are pretty precious about mm-hmm. their words, but I feel like most of the writers we've had on our show. Yeah, at least the ones we've had. We're either that open. or we just know really good writers. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> really open yeah. to it. Or even just sometimes it's it's like the syntax of it, right? And it's mm-hmm. just come, feels funny in your mouth. And Yeah, you know? there's that too where like we've done a few the takes and like thing. clearly the person, it's not, there's a reason if you can't say it after like a few takes there's some way that the wording is not working but in terms of like changing like full sentences and whatnot yeah I mean I'm open to it so I would say asking questions that really like show that you get the material and are like mulling it over in your head um and then also being able to kind of veer off from what you prepared I would say yeah yeah awesome those are I mean those are great things those are my big things but yeah like awesome it. well yeah. thank you so much for coming and talking to us all while the you way were on from LA yeah. <laughs> you for she came me. just for us <laughs> can you just tell people us. where they can find you and your projects um, yeah um so we are big on Facebook for both 25-ish and the Firefly Girls and you can find links to um the websites off of there um Firefly Girls will be going up publicly um probably within the next two weeks so yeah so that'll be up there at the firefly girls uh film.com um but everything is on facebook um as well as the katie mckay director writer page (laughs) so yeah everything's pretty central Perfect. Well, yeah. thank you so much for spending time with us yeah. on this uh, and enjoy rainy day. The rest yes. of your New York trip. Hopefully, it stops raining and warms up thank a little you. bit. <laughs> yes. 
so Maybe cozy. come back in May. It's yeah. really beautiful in May. It is. <laughs> There's all the flowering trees. Yes. And it's great. We'll it's be great. back April 26th. There we go. Tribeca's For Tribeca's. It'll be nice. Day. It'll be really nice. Yes. It'll be a good time. Rooftop drinks. We'll do that. Yeah. Yeah. That'll be That's what I'm waiting for. Spring for rooftop drinks. Yes. Yeah. That sounds great. All right. Well, thank you so much. And thank you guys for listening. Thanks, guys. Bye. Bye. Bye.